Hello and welcome to our first edition of Brown Bricks, the property podcast which looks at property matters up and down the country. I'm your host, Bob, with a couple of friends of mine. We've got Rollo in the corner. Good morning. And Ed. Hello, Bob. We're going to have a little chat and a discussion about what's going on in the property world today. And I, the first thing that uh, we've got to explain is why we're called Brown Bricks in the first place. It's an interesting name for a podcast, but uh, we did have some other names uh, that we were considering, which were thrown into the bin. Can you think of any, Ed? I like, really like the, um, the absent freeholder. I don't know why. I was really upset we didn't go with that one, <laughs> to be honest. Also, Japanese knotweed. I was really, um, I was really pushing hard for that one, but uh, unfortunately, you two vetoed me on uh, one of those. <laughs> I liked flying, flying freehold. I thought yeah. that was an interesting one. Yeah, fly, flying freehold my, was my preferred one. Um, knotweed's a good one, too. But brown bricks is excellent. Could have gone with Rising Dan, but people might have confused that, of course, with the... Uh, the TV show. The fantastic yeah. sitcom from the 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> but brown bricks. Brown bricks it is. And uh, we take a serious look at property matters. We also take a slightly uh, irreverent look at property matters. And um, on that note, uh, we thought the first thing we would discuss, um, bearing in mind it seems to be the hot topic of the day, the death of the high street agent, which... Um, which I thought sounds a bit dark, actually, the death of the high street agent, regardless of whether that's accurate or not. Maybe we should put a nice positive spin, as we are salespeople, and call it the rise of the online agent. Does that sound better? Oh, they both sound like Star Wars movies, but... They're both, they're both things that are happening, though, aren't they? So, you know, it depends on which way you look at it. I mean, the high street in general, if you take a more general look, is really struggling in terms of the rates on offices, uh, the rents as well. And, I mean, the thing we've seen recently in the industry is, is what happened to Countrywide. So, I mean, they peak, peaked at about £6.50 a share um, not all that long ago. I think they touched at 37p um, the other day after um, the, another profits warning. So, yeah, you can see it both ways. There's the competition from the online that's doing it, but um, also the high street's really struggling. Yeah, no, I mean, um, if you look at other businesses like banks, insurance companies, travel agents... They're all vanishing from the high street. And, you know, we've all been at times of our lives, branch managers in offices, and we've all seen the change. You know, people don't take a day off work anymore to walk down the high street, visit agents. And, you know, an office now or a shop is just a glorified billboard. Buyers come from portal sites and, um, you know, that's, that's the way of the future. So I guess it begs the question, is it the death of the high street agent or is it the rise of the online agent or or is there going to be a happy equilibrium somewhere in the middle? I think it's just the change, the changing of a state agency, you know, in the 21st century and, and people's patterns have changed. You know, people move, people don't buy houses for, for so much short term and cost has, is so different that if you look at other countries and how agents work, you know, do agents have to sit in an office working for a corporate or is there a different way of doing it? Online's great, traditional's great, but there, there's a meet in the middle and often it's about fees and services. Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a reflection of, of the changing industry. One, one, in, one part of the industry, the traditional part, if you like, is, is, slightly, is slightly struggling. Um, and, you know... And people have seen an opportunity and a gap in the market to do something different, i.e. online agency. So, yeah, I think it's just a, it's just a natural, um, some people have seen a gap in the market, an opportunity, and they're taking advantage of that. And that's pushing up um, the, the online world, and it's detracting from the, from the high street world. Yeah, but Ed, let's remember that, you know, all estate agents are online estate agents. The high street agents do have websites. They do use online 
the big difference is really between kind of online discount, flat fees, fixed fees, upfront fees, and the more traditional high street agent who charges a percentage. And this is where the middle hasn't been met, is online tends to be discount, high street tends to be service, high fees. And we are now starting to see the emergence of a hybrid model, more like how it works in the States, where you have professional local experts on the ground who might not be associated with a high street office, but offer that service, a very bespoke service to clients and can really be vendors, agents for life and look after them from instruction to completion and, and just be much more involved in their lives and help them move than just, you know, sitting in an office waiting for someone to walk by. Well, it's an interesting thing. I think the first thing we've discovered there is there isn't really an online agent, is there? Because everyone's online, as you say. In fact, I, I, I worked for a prop tech firm um, just a little while ago, and um, I got a phone call from one of the big high street chains, uh, one, of the, one of the directors of one of the big high street chains. He said, Bob, you, you're now on with an online agent. And the first thing I said to him was, well, actually, I think every one of your properties is online too. So we're both online agents, and it's, it's getting over that. It, it's, I think it's not the exposure of being online. It's what people associate. What it really means is, well, I think when, when people talk about online, it means no shop fronts is what I'm thinking. It means that you can actually work from hubs, or you can work from home, or you can work anywhere, from a car, from a from a coffee shop, wherever, you don't need that high street office presence anymore. That's what I think people are, are calling online. I think the term will eventually die because everyone's online and it's what it's replaced with a maybe that's going to be called hybrid. Yeah, I think it's a cost thing, isn't it, for the big high street agents? That's the problem. I mean, we're in London and you know a lot of the agents, they have sometimes they have a sales and a lettings office in the same little postcode, don't they? So you, the th- it's, it's the cost that's driving them out of business. And that, yeah, they're, I'm sure they, they will have plenty of great people there, but they have to adapt. Um, otherwise, as we're seeing with Countrywide, it's just going to be profit warning after profit warning after profit warning. And when you add that onto the sort of the bits of market share they're starting to lose to um, quote unquote online agents, if you like, <laughs> then you know that that's that's where they're running into and running into problems and to be fair it's not just this though we've mentioned them a couple of times it's not just countrywide i mean you've got some other big agents um across across london and across the country that are also suffering at the moment i think there's a there's a there's a big uh a, a undoubted big amount of competition coming from fixed fee agents at the lower end discount agents as as Rollo calls them um tempting people away from paying high percentage fees um, to the high street agents and of course they have to charge those high percentage fees to take care of all the staff to take care of the rents the rates that the car pools and everything else uh, pension schemes and so on that i think maybe the uh, the other agents don't have to do these these hybrid or online yeah but the big difference with a discount agent versus a high street agent is if you're charging upfront fees you know what incentive do you have to give your client the right advice you go in you do a valuation you just give the highest price the lowest fee you get money up front. Do you care if the property sells or not? No, it makes no difference. And you've had your money. You don't offer a service. You know, what we see with some of these big names of discount um, online agents is that they mainly ha- they have, you know, 30 to 60, some of them uh, agents across the country. How can one person look after a region? Whereas traditional high street agents often have very local people who live on patch. And, you know, that's where we have to find a middle ground is... The, the online agent has to have more agents who are more local and able to really look after their neighbours and, and be there and do clients, what I mean by clients are vendors, 
want to do viewings themselves? Do they want to hear someone walk around their house and tell them they don't like their wallpaper or their garden or their furniture? You know, that's what the agent is. The agent is there to be the go-between person, the person who sells and protects a client. Because at the end of the day, if you're trying to buy a house, you want to buy it at rock bottom. And if you're selling a house, you want to sell it for the best price. And you need a negotiator. And, and, that, and that's where we are in, in changing times is I like the concept of online. I just don't like the concept of discount, upfront, fixed fees, where you're not actually working for your client, where you're just taking money and you don't care whether the house sells or not. Okay, I'm going to throw this out there, right? As three estate agents, property professionals, whatever we want to call ourselves. We've all bought and sold. I know that. So, start with you, Rollo. If you were selling your house right now, how would you do it? Well, obviously I'd ask three to four agents to come around and I'd interview them. And I, I would give my house to sell to the agent I feel is the most capable. Now, my last two sales, I actually sold my house myself. And, you know, that was quite amusing. But I had is other brands. Is that because you're tight, though? Is that because... <laughs> no, because I knew my house. I knew the area. And I just felt I could tell people, you know, where the sun rises, where the local shops are, where the school is, where the park is. Mm. And that's what I mean about localism. I, I, you know, if an online agent came along and offered me, you know, a good fee, a compromise fee, maybe a bit less in the high street... But they really knew their stuff and I knew they'd be there to do the viewings. I knew they'd be able to pop in at weekends to chat to me, that they know the school, that they know the shop, they know where to get the best coffee, they know what happens in the park. I'd use them. So it's not about high street brand online. For me, it's about localism, knowledge, know-how, trust. You know, I want to feel the person I'm employing is like-minded, that they're really going to work for me, that they care. And you know, I love the houses I've lived in. You know, I've got plants in the garden, I've planted trees. You know, I want someone who's going to take over my house and, and love it the way I loved it. So a few interesting points there. Just to, I've, got to, just got, I've got to add one thing. I went to see a client in um, uh, RBKNC, Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea. He's been on the market for six months with, a, with an agency. And six months in, um, somebody came around to visit his house and... Uh, didn't realise, I wouldn't say visit his house, they showed his house to a potential client. This was a high street agent. And um, they weren't even aware it was in the Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea. They actually thought it was in <laughs> Westminster because it was, I know you're laughing at it, but it was one of the last roads within RBK and C. And even though uh, on the way in uh, to this particular street, there's a big sign saying the name of the street in Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea, they didn't know. So I take your point, you have to make sure that the person you employ knows the area, knows what's going on. Um, it, it also knows what borough it's in, but also the benefits of the property in the area around, Rolly. But that's a big problem with the ro the revolving door policy of, of estate agents. You know, you walk yep. past these firms and you've just got, you know, very attractive young people working in them. And because of the cost of living and cost of property, a lot of these people have never bought a property, so haven't gone through the buying process themselves. Mm. They're from out of town. They don't know the area. You know, they, do they have children, not children? And, and that is where you want an experienced person. And that is the letdown of High Street, where they're no longer looking after their people and paying them the correct money so they can earn a living and, and dedicate, dedicate themselves to be an agent for life. It's interesting. Uh, my previous career was in banking. And of course, if anyone that does remember the old retail banking, where there was a high street uh, bank, one of the big four, as they were called, um, on, every, on every high street. And of course, once they closed them all down and, and 
put them into service centers overseas, the service level goes down, you can't get hold of anyone, no one actually knows what they're doing. So it's a similar kind of scenario that's happening with, with, with I think, agency at the moment, that revolving door policy, staff not being knowledgeable enough, not knowing what they're doing. I think there's, well, I don't think, I know, there is also, um, I think, a theory out there amongst people that don't really understand property or understand sales that believe that selling a, a house or a flat is, is merely opening a door and hoping that the person you're showing it to likes it and will offer the asking price. And it's that lack of understanding of the process of what it really takes to get the, the best price for your client, which at the end of the day is what the estate agent is supposed to do. But that, that theory out that you can just open a door, I think has been, has been adopted by a heck of a lot, if not most estate agents up and down the country, that actually the estate agent that shows the buyer around only has to really open the door and smile, and there's a lot more to it. But Ed, who would you use to sell your property, or how would you approach it? Um, I mean, especially in London, I where we are, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't use a an upfront sort of online agent. I'm looking for the. I, it's it's tough because the values you get around will be great, and they'll know their stuff. The problem is, as Rollo touched on, is then, you know, who do they then leave it to um, to deal with you and things and. Uh, invariably it's it's people with with not too much experience so you know i try and find out who the best negotiators were as well in the area especially if they were local um and then you know i obviously don't want to pay two and a half percent do you but you'd be trying to come down a little bit from there and that's how i would go about it so you know if i was selling one of my places down here i i'd still use a quote unquote but like a proper agent i guess yeah that's a fantastic point you're making there, Ed, about, you know, the person you meet. And often the, the high street agent will send their director, their branch manager, who is a person with the most knowledge. You know, he'll come, he'll sell you the company, sell you his service, sell you him, but then you'll never see him again. And you'll mm. have these young clones coming around who've just entered <laughs> the industry, who haven't got a clue about the area who forget the keys, lose your cat, leave your door open. <laughs> and, you know, that just wrecks your house. And that is a problem with experience. And when you look at these discount agents who charge, you know, under £1,000 to sell your house, what does that guy get? You know, he gets 40% or something like that. So he gets £400. So it's impossible for, for that person to make a living. So the online discounts also have a massive revolving door where you never have a true local specialist and that is the big problem in today in the UK estate agency market is the lack of true local professionals. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking to myself, I've, I, I know what we're saying, we're saying, I, I, I remember when I, I first, my very first place I showed, I'd just moved down from up north, this is 2004, I didn't know what I was doing, I went to my very first flight, I won't say the number, I was on Oxford Gardens in North Kensington. So it was, it was a two and a half bedroom flat. It, it was on 635,000. Now from where I'm from up north, if you have 635,000 pounds, especially in 2004, you could buy a whole street. So I'm going into this flat. I didn't know what a leasehold was. I'd never heard of what a leasehold was. Um, I remember I was driving the client. I had my, I was in my little car. I had my, um, I had my company map on my knee. While I, was trying to change, <laughs> while I was trying to change gear. <laughs> I think I was driving while I was on my phone. So you know, I, I have the, you know, I just chuckled to myself. I have the sympathy for them. Everybody needs to start somewhere, I guess. And um, you know, eventually, after a few years, I sort of, I sort of cracked it a bit more. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd certainly be looking for. Um, 
um, for somebody yeah, with a bit more uh, experience. Uh, yeah, I have to say, let me just say something. But this is this is the point, though. I mean, you're a nice guy. We're not saying that the guys out there, the guys and girls, these 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 lovely uh, young people that are in the estate, hardworking, agents, hardworking young people who who are doing everything they possibly can within their abilities. But the, I guess the question is that ability enough? This is. I would imagine your biggest asset and and as Rollo pointed out the manager or the valuer that comes in the door and and, and pitches you his firm and and or, or her firm and you buy into that person but then what you get is what's actually sat in the office and nobody interviews those guys they don't bring the whole team around to interview every one of them you don't go in and perhaps you should mystery shop them and find out really what they know about the area because that is the person it's those guys behind the value or the manager that is going to be attempting to get you the best price for your property and if they are no offense said but like you yeah. in, in your first few months and we all know it takes a it takes a long time to become a a, a proficient estate agent and salesperson if you don't know what you're doing can you really get the best price for your client the answer is no you cannot even got, if that was a perfect flat for these people, I still think to this day they wouldn't have bought it because they'd have thought what a muppet I was, and, <laughs> and they would have thought there's something wrong with this person or this company that would have made. Even if even if it ticked all their boxes, I'm still convinced about that. Yeah, but Ed, it also depends in the market you're working. So obviously, we've all been agents for a long time, and 2004 is very different to 2018. You know, we're in a seller's market versus. A buyer's market now you know when I started agency in 1998 I remember I walked into this office while well, my sister had a Saturday job in a state agency and she called me up and said Rollo you're gonna love this job guys just drive around and uh, making loads of money you know so I went for an interview and I walked into this office <laughs> taxi driver <laughs> no no and the manager looked at me said do you want a job I said yes he said okay he threw me a set of keys to a house threw me a set of keys to a car and said, go and show this person this house. There you go. So I got in the car, fast hatchback, drove, <laughs> arrived at the house, opened the door. The people walked in, said, great, we'll buy it. I said, great. Got back Boom. to the office. <laughs> the guy said, great. Here's another set of keys. Off you go again. I went off, came back, asking price. And I never looked back. But markets change. And today's market is not a seller's market you know, a house is not a cucumber, it's not a tomato, there's a lot of emotion, you're dealing with homes, people, and when people go to dinner parties and your neighbour says, oh, don't buy now, the market's going down, you know, it takes a good agent to convince someone to spend, you know, millions, because let's face it, London house, you can, it's hard to find a London house for under a million, to buy a house when actually next year that house might be worth less. But, you know, we're not dealing in retail, as some people call it, we're dealing in people's lives. And a home is for 10 to 15 years. And sometimes you've got to take a step back and think, you know, is this house right for me? Is it right for my family? Is it right now? And, and don't think about the short term, think about the long term. And that's where a true local agent comes in because they can sell you and explain to you why it's worth buying a house now, even if a lot of the news says it's not the best time to buy. And that's why it's important to have negotiators and people in the middle and not do viewings yourself. I agree. Um, that said, the last two, I'm going to throw my, my piece in here. The last two properties I sold, um, I sold myself, uh, for myself, because I wasn't impressed with the agents that came round. And I tried the onliners, the, the flat fears, and um, 
I'll talk about that another time because we're running out of time, but my experience was then was abysmal. I mean, abysmal to the point where she didn't even know what else was being sold on the road. And I knew for a fact that she wouldn't use that as a comparable to sell my property. And I could not believe that she admitted that in front of me. And when I asked her about it, she literally, all she wanted was a check from me to put up a board outside my property and then leave it to me. I didn't need to give her a check. I could do that myself. I don't need to pay a thousand pounds for a for sale board. I could knock one up myself for five pounds and save 995 pounds. Why would I do that? So that was my experience um, with those guys. And with agency, with the high street agency, it's, just, it's the same thing we just discussed. Yes, nice, well-dressed, presented, lots of um, white teeth and smiles. Clones. Clones with a great big pack that was left on my, my coffee table with the other packs that none of them were red because they're never red. And um, I did go and visit the office to find out what kind of a, a response I'd get and see what the team was like because I, I'm not an idiot and I, I practice what I preach. I walked in, I was ignored. I was ignored. There's, there's a receptionist there on the front desk, ignored me. All the sales staff behind, ignore me. Nobody wanted to see. That is the experience that the buyer is going to get when they walk in. Is that who you want representing you? I thought no. And so I sold it myself. And I sold both properties myself for a very good price. And I was very happy with it. So that was my way of dealing with it. So how do you see the future of estate agency? I think we should, I was going to just put this to the vote because we started this and we, we talked for longer, longer than I thought we would, but I should have known uh, with us three in the room we would do. Um, death of the high street agent or the rise of the online agent? I, I, let's put it to a vote. Is it, is, it, is it the first one? Is it the death of the high street? Hands up. Or is it the rise of the online? Yeah, but with a little caveat, if there's I not may. a lot of hands going up. No, I'm, I'm good. Right <laughs> good. There has to be, there's always be room for good people. More of an, uh, an online model. The jury's out, basically. We've got three of us and we can't even get but to But with it. good people. I, I am for the change of the agent. Well, that's probably a better one. You know, there has quite to be... exciting. I'm not sure that you've got... No. The... There's there's splinters from sitting on the fence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're... You know, there has to be a new way. And, you know, the buying public is fed up with corporates. The buying public is fed up with lies. The buying public, what they want is straightforward advice, local know-how and service. And if we can find a way to, to do that, you know, that is a future. And I believe that vendors are prepared to pay a reasonable fee, you know, not the 2%, not the two and a half, but they're prepared to pay more than a thousand pounds because at the end of the day, we need professionals and we need professional agents out there. Yeah, well, I agree with that. Okay, with jury's out, I guess we can discuss it a little more next time. And I think next time as well, we should maybe bring in um, uh, another friend or uh, estate agent or property expert that can add a little uh, a little more input into our discussions so it's not just us three but I thought it was quite balanced in, in all honesty maybe we should get a high street agent and an online agent and <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let them fight it out get some, get some boxing gloves as well with um, branded umbrellas well guys uh, we've run out of time which is a shame because there was so much more to discuss but that's I guess that's more for us to discuss in our next podcast thanks everyone for listening in if you have any um, any questions or you want to comment on anything if you'd like to see something different from our next broadcast please um, contact us how would they contact us Ed? Um, email, even, email on the link below or yeah we've not really thought about that we'll put our contact details on the, um, on the description um, we'll put our social oh media. and the subscribe button there we yeah, go yeah. So, yeah, if you subscribe subs- like share review you know all that, all that kind of stuff GDI business yeah yeah so um, yeah, there will be a subscribe button by all means um, hit that or please do and uh, <clears throat> the next time we do one of these you'll, you'll get an automatic update otherwise um, until the next time guys uh, great talking to you pleasure pleasure <laughs>